everybody and welcome to a SummerSlam previewing Matt Riddle debating takeover coverage event for the ages. It's the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to cover everything from WWE's build-up to Summer's WrestleMania, as we like to call it. Uh, the WCW <laughs> legends calling out Matt Riddle, what? And play a new game called SummerSlam Squabbles with Brother Mike. That's me. He's going to try to figure out which Summer Feud Brother Matt, that's him over there, has hidden. Up his oh. sleeve. Matt, another week of wrestling, and we have uh, one of our favorite events of the entire wrestling calendar year. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And Mike, I, I think uh, I'd like to mention, too, uh, you, you've in the past uh, said that this is your favorite, or, or that this is more of like the fan-centric of the major... Pay-per-views? Yes. I, I was trying to think of, do I want to call it a pay-per-view, or do I just want to call it a major... Or like a uh, what's special event. Special event. There it yeah. is. That's what I obviously I because it's as dumbed down as possible. I couldn't think of special event. Um, but yeah, uh, I think over over the years we've seen the wins or the victories that we want to see, or, or some storylines develop that we want to see develop. And uh, I don't know. Did did you want to touch on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we compare it up to some uh, yeah, just to uh, kind of build it up. Um, as a as a you know one for one comparison, WrestleMania is usually where WWE tries to bring in the casual fan. Um, a lot of the outcomes um, are kind of tilted towards uh, you know encouraging people to you know stick around and get subscriptions. So it'll be more about you know kind of rubbing elbows and having a good old time and you know bringing in those legends who have no reason to really be on the card. Um, but in addition to that, it's it's usually a, a babyface free for all at WrestleMania. But SummerSlam. This is where, you know, the hardcore WWE fans seem to get their chance to shine. Um, I mean, this is where we got to see the the coronation of Daniel Bryan when they they kickstarted his whole uh, 2013. Um, you know, it's where same thing with AJ Styles. We got to see him, you know, kind of really get his his full build. Um, I think same thing with Dean Ambrose. Um, you know Becky Lynch. You know that's when they kind of kickstarted her her big uh, her big peak last year was at SummerSlam. Yep. Um, so it's something I think uh, you know based on recent episodes that we've done together, Matt. Uh, something I think Cody Rhodes would approve of. Uh, this 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 pay per view is for WWE fans, where WrestleMania is more for uh, casual fans of wrestling. So. Outside of the yeah. Royal Rumble, I think this is easily, uh, you know, second. Just because I, I know that we're in for a treat as far as uh, the match is going. I totally agree. And if uh, anybody wants to catch any of the treats that the Brothers of Discussion are creating, you go to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Also, all weekend, you want to follow us at bodpodcast. That's going to work for Twitter and for Facebook. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? For Facebook, just go over to the Facebook group. That's where all the fun discussions are happening because we love interacting with you. It's it's sort of unfair for us to keep uh, shoveling our own opinions down your throat. We want to hear from you. That's where the Facebook discussion group of the Brothers of Discussion, live wrestling discussion with spoilers, 
uh, comes into play. We have uh, made some some good friends already. That it sounds like we're already making uh, Royal Rumble plans uh, coming up this January. So that's that's where we want to get to know you as a person, yes. and you can get to know us as a person. Super fun. So at uh, at BOD Podcast for Twitter, and go to the uh, Brothers of Discussion Live Wrestling Discussion Discussion with Spoilers Facebook group. Uh, of course, found on Facebook. Uh, so all of that can be found at BOD Podcast. If you just want the easy links, head over there, uh, and we'll take you to wherever you want to go. Now, Mike, where do we want to go? Do we want to start with NXT TakeOver Toronto? Jump into that, figure out what's going on there, take some picks, or do you want to talk about uh, Matt Riddle? Uh, being I think a... let's, uh, let's do this. We'll, uh, we'll start with Riddle, and then we'll kind of get into NXT uh, we're going to make a little pit stop at the new game you got for us. And then try to cover what looks like, a on paper, an A-plus SummerSlam card. Right. Uh, what What is happening? What 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 is happening with Matt Riddle? <laughs> what the What the hell? Uh, why are all these WCW legends just bringing the thunder on the bro? I, I, I don't get it. Um, well, it, it's it's a couple things are there are going on here, right? So so Goldberg gets wrestling matches, right? And that that to Matt Riddle probably feels like uh, a slight, you know, like you aren't at Goldberg's status, even though to Riddle in his mind, like to be at elite status, you should be able to do a knee bar. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> this is where it all started from, right? So Riddle's knee bar uh twitter rants and, and all the videos that he was posting online talking about how shitty goldberg is but every time you talk about how shitty goldberg is you know what you're doing you're talking about how shitty wcw was right Woo, i i guess i mean we're kind of taking some leaps i, I thought not, we, I, I thought we were just personally attacking one person not a well, whole I'm, not a whole group of guys i i'm just saying that's how one thing can lead to another i don't think wcw was shitty I'm saying, with the way that these guys are looking at, you know, who is, the, who is like, the biggest name in their business? I mean, you could talk about Hollywood Hulk Hogan, you talk about Sting, yeah. but a guy that, you know, came from that huge era of the Monday Night Wars and when Monday Nitro actually meant something, it was, it was Bill Goldberg. I, I'm confused. Uh, I thought we were all on the same page that Goldberg didn't know how to wrestle. We should be. I thought, I thought collectively there's a, a global mind collective. We accept Goldberg as an entertainer. Oh my God, is he entertaining? He's terrifying. He headbutts doors with his own head. Yeah. Uh, but I thought we'd all come to the conclusion he doesn't know how to wrestle. We we should have. <laughs> I, I think mean, what we're seeing too is how like fragile these egos are. That any little thing that could be connected kind of sets things aflame and. Uh, Everybody's ready to, you know, set fire to the other side of the table. Uh, coming, coming with pitchforks, coming with words. Uh, I, I mean, I, it, 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 Goldberg's knee bar it looked like when you go to yoga class and you get like assist on a stretch. Like it, it didn't look like it would be harming you at all. I, I took it more of like. And we're listening to like a trained mixed martial artist. You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not getting a hot take points. from you know jim Cornette. We're, we're listening to a guy who knows how to break bones you know what i mean right but i i i do like when i looked at that knee bar i don't know if it's like assisting on a stretch that still feels like at some point if i think you a stretch enough, a, a stretch would have hurt more than what goldberg yeah, was doing to that, knee. that 
It was more like when I pick up my kitty and she's trying to scramble, so I just tug her a little tighter, you know? Like, so she can't get away. That was... Yeah. That was my... That's how I see those. But anyway, um, I, I think it's just a lot of people... Uh, and, and whenever you do these feuds, if, it, if it's not a work and it's real, like what's going on is everybody's manhood is just being tested here. Right. Uh, so it's a lot of people that just feel like, you know, I, I am a real man's man. So that that's where bullying comes from. That's where all this garbage starts. That's why it's more fun when it's pro wrestling, because then it's it's like we're so we're all hyper aware of how stupid it is to actually yeah, be a bully. I, and we can make a joke out of it. Well, here's here's my question, because I, I I swear that we like when the match happened with Undertaker, that's kind of where this you know got kickstarted again. We all kind of went, wow, that that looks bad. Um, why do you think Jericho and Booker T have a vested interest in defending a non wrestler? I still think it comes back to that idea that if you challenge Goldberg, you're you're challenging like what my brand was back in the day, in which you know like all of this touting from from Riddle, like I I, I think maybe like the retorts uh, from what Jericho's saying now now Riddle's got to defend himself as like a brand of NXT, so it keeps going back and forth. I think I think that's where, it, you know, like if if you work for a company long enough you're gonna get some loyalty like you might go out to the bar and make fun of the place or uh you know most recently i've been watching the show scrubs and they taught me a lesson about you know making fun of your own kids but not making fun of somebody else's kids yeah um it's it's that same idea like you made that decision or you birthed that child um so (laughs) you know it's okay for you to make fun of it but it's not okay for someone else to make fun of it because they they weren't a part of you know when the real effort was 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 being put in place to make to make something work, you know putting in you know the blood sweat and tears. I, it's just I, I that's mean, where I, I'm coming to like my own feelings on stuff like this. Obviously, I don't care about WCW, but if somebody challenged me, like if I if I joked around about like an old job I had, and then somebody else is like, you know what, that is just the worst company in the world. First thing I do is go, well, you know, they're actually trying to help people. They were, you know, number one in the country for blah blah and we did all these great things for all these, you know, less lesser thans or, you know, <laughs> lesser privileged. So it's just, it, you, you turn on this thing to, like, defend your own decision-making because it all just comes back to hiding our own stupidity or our own failings. So that, now I'm, I'm getting to like preachy and like therapisty but it that, that's it that's where that's all that, that that all comes from we're all we're all too scared to admit when we failed so that's whenever something could even slightly be interpreted as like a challenge of our own decision making uh-huh I, I god i'm i you know what mike i'm guilty of it like every day at work when somebody goes oh why, why'd you do that and immediately i'm like what you don't like it it's such a great idea. It's making us $100,000 a month. What do you mean? Why did I do it? And they're like, no, I just wanted to know why you made that. Like, what did you see so we can do that again? And then I go, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> here's what I did. But my instinct is to immediately think that someone is challenging my own decision-making process because if it's wrong, I'm a dum-dum. All right. Do you work for the Sopranos? What? What? <laughs> Jesus, Matt. Um, uh, so- 
let's kind of reel it in here. Uh, Booker T no, said... No, it's all... That's, Matt, there's people out there that agree with me. When, you're, when your boss comes out and, and challenges or, or questions and decisions that you've made... your boss comes out, you accept it because that's their journey. Uh, Matt, let's let's look at what Booker T actually said because we want to wrap this up and we got hey, a lot of coverage real. to do. There's some real, real stuff. Uh, Booker T said, Hey, man, quacky, quacky, duck, duck. Matt Riddle, he just don't know how to wrestle. Matt, is that an accurate statement? No. I, I don't <laughs> think so either. I think he's an objectively good wrestler. Like, he does submissions. I think his, his strikes look and sound great. Uh, I don't know what else you want, Booker. Yeah, and we were, we both came in pretty hot by challenging Riddle. Like we we did not just let him slide by, and we you know us just going ah. He everybody likes him in the indie scene. Well, he'll be good. Like we were pretty critical, more critical than anybody else. I think that's that's come through an uh, NXT, and I I think we've both turned around. I think we've both become huge Matt Riddle fans based on what our eyeballs. Yeah, we didn't. Saw. Yeah, we didn't have like precedent where we just liked him going in. Like he had to win us over, and his gimmick is annoying as fuck. So. <laughs> It had to be the wrestling ability for us. Yeah. So I, 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 I know Booker T's actually gotten paid to be a professional wrestler and wear a belt, but I, I don't think he should get paid to assess talent because he's not very good at it. Uh, and then Chris Jericho, it sounds like <laughs> Jericho, he just, his response to Riddle with the impression with the bandana was funny, but it's about, it's about the response I'd expect from Jericho. Not Nothing, you know you know beyond the surface level you know making fun of his looks you know he didn't he didn't really find a way for us to be like you know what goldberg is a pretty phenomenal wrestler uh you know you can see he learned a lot from dean malenko no he didn't learn shit you know that's one of our favorite quotes is william regal i cannot hit myself yeah and it it's still you can still see moments where goldberg doesn't quite know what to do which is why we give him five minute matches so i i don't know I think it's... Riddle's in the right, uh, and I, I hope that this help this like helps to elevate Riddle even further, so we actually do see him, you know, you know, fighting the Lesners of the world, fighting the AJs of the world, because I think he wants to do it, and I think he would do a good job of it. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you brought up William Regal, Mike, because he's going to be a huge part of this Saturday. We're going to get into what his decision uh, could be in the two out of three falls match with uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. But yeah. uh, obviously, let's give him some fake. Uh, he's a fake GM for NXT credit for doing the NXT breakout tournament finals. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that, just uh, such a genius uh, uh, to come up with this tournament and, uh, and to put it all together and to and to make the do the selection process, uh, I think we've all enjoyed the last few weeks. I can uh, just getting see caught it. up. Yeah. One yeah. hand, one hand just holding his head. The other one, you know, he's just chewing on a pen cap. Oh, what do I do here? <laughs> what do I do? What would I cannot, do? I cannot hit myself. I cannot wrestle myself. I got all these guys who've never been on television before. I know. I'll put them on television <laughs> in a tournament. I I like on his pad of paper on a quarterly basis when he's setting up a takeover <laughs> the first thing says fight myself and he's got it scratched off well, first first it's underlined three times and then a few days later there's a sad face no 
actually on every sheet of paper <laughs> for every quarter. It's already got the marks on it because he scratches it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's talk about the tournament. Um, honestly, Mike, I this is going to be a loss, right? Whoever has to go up against the NXT champion, there's, there's no way. I mean, they're going to go up against... Well, they said they get to pick a belt, so they could just go up against the North American champion. Oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, I wanted, I guess, uh, I wanted I guess right. uh, Angel Garza to win, and he he was out like two rounds ago. Yeah, we're we're recording a little bit earlier than we usually uh, do, and he he's fighting tonight on NXT as sort of like a consolation prize, I guess. Like you oh. get to be on TV, you know, a fake consolation prize. Obviously, they've made the decision who's winning these matches. Um, right. Uh, but, well, I, th- I think uh, he's getting a consolation prize match because they, they figured out, oops, we probably should have had this guy win. Or it might be something where it's like, he's already going to be over. We don't need him to win this tournament. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give you a reminder that he exists and that then try to give one of these other goofs you know, a, a tournament victory. So I think uh, the best place to go with this is just, I, I don't really have a horse in this race. I, I don't, I didn't really love either one of the guys uh and i didn't hate either one of them and to be honest i had to look up their faces before we did this so <laughs> i'm i'm guessing that there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go oh, oh right 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 that's that's who jordan is okay uh like before if you're reading the match card it's very it's hard to place these guys that we've seen fight three times or twice wait did they only fight two times well, uh, yeah, it was only twice, right? Four, the bracket. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> seen these guys fight twice over the last couple months. Yeah, of course we're gonna forget what they look like. Um, but yeah, I'll just just for the sake of of having like gamifying our prediction process, I will go with uh, Jordan Miles. I'll go with the he, other one. He proved so much <clears throat> in um, his battles and all right moving on uh i I, I think you're i think you're right i I think they're gonna give it to him um i think that they're they're they have fucked up the early stages of almost every single black man's character so i think they're they're gonna be like "All all right all right all right all right we know we fucked up like literally everyone like Booker T getting beat up in a grocery store. Junkyard Dog never winning the title. Uh, you know, Apollo Cruz, Titus. We got it now. We figured it out. Jordan Miles, you're our man. And he's already 31. So I, he's born in 87, just like me. Good for him. Oh. Uh, yeah, that means he's old as fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think that's what they're gonna do. And even with Jordan. Um, again, they're forcing him to be that goofy, just smile all the time character, which, uh, you know, we've talked right, about it ad nauseum on this show. It's, uh, I, I just hope they give him, Let's... give him this shot. At least if you're going to make him smile all the time, like a mindless doof, at least give him a tournament victory. And I, I think that's what's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah. Well, well, let's just hope for the best for Jordan. That, that hopefully it means they're going to put more effort into his character. But, uh, somebody who's gotten a lot of effort put into her character, or at least maybe she's even made uh, the decision, uh, would be Io, Io Shirai. I, I love uh, the, the hot black outfit. God damn. Woo! 
God um, damn! <laughs> uh, and since uh, apparently she subbed in on uh, SmackDown Live, um, or wait, no, maybe that, that was that on Raw. Either way, uh, having her her Twitter handle uh, being used instead of Asuka's. Oh uh, God! Nice so little nod to Britt Baker there. Uh, <laughs> when she's not when she's not being subbed in accidentally on uh, on SmackDown, uh, she's been starting her feud with Candice LeRae, and honestly, Mike, I still am not seeing much from Candace. Um, I'll I'll admit, you know, if you if you like what you're seeing, I'll go. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but at this point, I mean, Io Shirai is not in like that world of time to lose. To no. Candice LeRae. <laughs> no. No, EO's going over. Um, yeah. I just, I kind of like seeing, um, you know, what they're doing in the future with this because somebody's got to be the standard bearer for that female division because at some point you'd think they'd call up Shayna Baszler because that's got money, 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 money written all over it. Uh, you know, we saw how well Ronda, Ronda did. Um, so, you know, if you're going to call Shayna up, you need somebody to hold the belt and be the, the, the woman that the other ones have to vie to, you know, defeat. And I think the reason they made Io a heel is because she's going to do it. So, okay. uh, you know, she's she's probably the best wrestler. She's not, you know, as strong as um, the EST of uh, NXT. Um you know, but she's got the high flying moves. I think she's got the confidence. She's um, you know a little bit bigger than Kyrie was, and Kyrie was a former uh, NXT uh, Women's Champion. Um, so I think I think they're grooming her, and they're giving her a podium here to to basically show off what she can do in a in a heel capacity. So I don't think Candice, she has not earned Candice wrestling. She obviously just gets that because of uh, Johnny. Uh, but one thing I think she does well is bump. So I think she's gonna try and get Io over as a, a real son of a bitch. I think that's what, I think that's what they're trying to set us up for this Saturday. Yeah, and I, I I could agree with you there. Um, but I, I yeah, any any other big, I mean, I, we're both going into this. They're, they're establishing a it's character. A, it's Io. She's already awesome. Just pretend she's winning. So yeah, I, this, I, yeah I, I'm. That's that's where my head. You know, NXT is a house. Um, EO is going to be, you know, part of the foundation, and Candice is going to help put that foundation in place. So that's her job. So moving on to what do you, what do you want to do? Let's, you know what? Let's do this. Um, we're, we're I'm not downplaying the women's division by getting them out of the way. I think it just makes sense to go into this conversation. But let's talk about yeah, Shayna well, Baszler it's and, and me yeah. and him. Um, Mike, I I honestly was thinking that this is the end for Shayna. It could be. Um, I, I'm, that's I'm, my I'm, official pick. You think I'm going so with Mia Yim? Yim. Wow. Yeah, I'm going with Mia Yim because she's someone that some of the fans already relate to, but it, it would be something too for like for us, uh, the two of us that have seen her. We haven't been super impressed, but she needs something to make her relevant on the roster. And uh, you know, are we at the point now that Shayna's just so? It's just getting too stale, or or are we saving up Shayna for like that big loss in some other capacity? I, I just I don't well, know. I think Ronda's back in the social media zeit, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, that those are my thoughts. What, what do you think? Well, Mia's she's been doing a good job. They've 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 really done a good job of building her up, um, kind of 
you know, using some some dirty street tactics. That's kind of how uh, the announce team is is labeling them. Uh, yeah. When she's, you know, attacking the Shayna's cronies, uh, Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir, uh, with their backs turned, slamming their heads into lockers, stuff like that. Um, and if you think about it, the other major, major NXT Women's Champions, you know, I, I guess I'm mostly thinking of Asuka, uh, they didn't officially lose their belts. They just, you know, got uh, TV injuries so that the, they had to relinquish the belt and pass it on. Um, so that could be potentially, I, I don't think they're going to do a copy paste, uh, for the storyline because it's, you know, it's still only a couple champions ago. Uh, but I think they want to protect Shayna's win-loss record. And I don't think Mia has really earned the spot where you get to topple who's someone who's been one of the most dominant female wrestlers throughout WWE, not just NXT. So, um... They've planted seeds, Matt. They've planted seeds that, that Mia could use some uh, underhanded tactics to uh, maybe injure Shayna. Um, but I, they haven't done enough to give her enough. a clean win. No, yeah. not yet. And, and, and honestly, you're, you're kind of pulling me in that direction too. But I, I'm going to stick to my guns here. Like, when you look at it now, like, it, it, there's, there's obviously, like, this notion of just setting up some kind of feud. So that's why you... You have her look a little dominant behind the scenes, and then Shayna gets that excuse that, well, I wasn't fighting behind the scenes, blah, 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 blah. Right. But, uh, you're, no, you're, you're making fantastic points, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns. I'm going to go Mia on this one. Well, that's fair. Um, let's, let's, uh, yeah, do you want to jump into the male matches? Yeah, this is, uh, is going to be pretty tough. Um, let's do Velveteen Dream defending Jeez. his North American Championship against Pete, Peter Dunn and Roderick Strong. Um, this match, I think Velveteen Dream, he's, he's gonna, he gonna learn today. Uh, he's going <laughs> up against two of the better knife edge choppers in the business right now. Yep. Uh, this is gonna be a phalange snapping, uh, chest slapping, violent affair. I, I hope the Dream is ready for it. <laughs> he's used to more of, you know, kind of the showboating, which we love him for. Uh, I, I don't think he's ever done something like this. Um, I mean, Alistair Black beat the crap out of him, but I think Roderick and Pete are, are different animals. Because um, I've seen what they've done to poor Daniel Bryan, uh, respectively. His his poor hamburger chest. <laughs> was that, I think it was in Saudi Arabia. Um, and Pete, uh, you know, he's... This is his first... You know, he's he's got to prove himself now. I, I don't know... I, I, I don't know who's going to win this match. I, I got to think Roderick Strong's, you know, the third horse, but it could really go either way. I Okay. I have a grand plan for this takeover, <laughs> and I'm going to give it away. I mean, I guess that's kind of... <laughs> Is it going to be a teaser for the next episode? Or... See, I, I was know. right. I wanted to save it till after the results came in, and I knew it would be Velveteen Dream. All right. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you withholding from us, man? What's the big cliffhanger? Roddy Strong's taking this, Mike. Woo! Roddy Strong is taking it because I think on triple threats there isn't technically a way to disqualify someone, so there's no DQ, so there can be some interference. Um, and Roddy Strong's got a couple of buddies. Uh, they're also fighting that night, and I'm going to have an opinion on 
their championship opportunity. Um, I think what Matt's getting at is he's going to be buying a brand new yellow draped in gold <laughs> undisputed era t-shirt. Yeah, I'm, that's why I was like hesitant because it was like, all right, if I announce who I'm picking for this, it's going to be pretty obvious where I'm going the rest of the night. Um, but yeah, I, I think a thousand percent Roddy's taking this. And if you want to jump right into the NXT Tag Championship match, I'm well, gonna I'm gonna give more deep. Oh, I, what? I think uh, I think it's fun to read the tea leaves, um, especially since they just released that Becky Lynch um, is going to be on the cover of WWE 2K20. Um, first woman ever, by the way, but she's got to share it with Roman, which is kind of shitty. Anyway, yeah. Um, in that commercial, Velveteen Dream makes a cameo. He certainly did. So. I don't know. I don't know if they're laying the groundwork that uh, you know we've had these we've had trouble with viewership. Uh, you know we're we're dragging these carcasses of Shawn Michaels and Goldberg back on TV. But what if to save the show to make it SmackDown live again, we bring in Velveteen Dream? I mean, Maybe. I'm on board for that. The tea leaves are there, Matt. We know we know uh, Vince likes the showman. Uh, we know that uh, the numbers are plummeting. We know Velveteen <laughs> is in the video game commercial. Pita, he doesn't really need it. I don't think he's going to eat the pin. I think Dream eats the pin. Matt, I think I'm sold. Roderick Strong. Yep, You're going to be draping gold. Uh, I'm, get, I'm, I'm buying those yellow t-shirts. But, uh, yeah, so going into the tag championship match, I think we're seeing a lot from the Street Profits every week, right? On, on our on our main shows on Raw and SmackDown, they do yep. a wonderful job. That is another team that Mike I was very hard on. I had a oh, huge hard on. Now my. I have a hard on for them. So I was hard on them and their and their processing of delivering a promo. But now when they deliver a promo, instant hard on. So you see how that works? I, it's it's a complicated it's a real... formula. It's a Pavlovian um, reaction. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I just, um, I feel like I need to keep explaining it for people to understand. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I, 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 th I think that the Street Profits are proving themselves worthy uh, of, of a main roster opportunity. How long have we been watching them in NXT? Two or three years? So it, it's maybe it's a rite of passage. Maybe it's an opportunity to compete with AEW to have better tag teams, to have more relevant tag teams, to have tag teams that can actually hold the mic and be funny, and be a part of what the WWE brand is, and still have it look like it's, you know, like good good TV, good pro wrestling, two guys that are energetic about what they're, what they're talking about, two guys that are passionate, and they don't look bored, they don't pull an Ember Moon every time they grab the mic, oops, whoops, there it is, but, <laughs> more importantly, we're still looking for Undisputed Era to be draped in gold, and this is the time to do it. I think Toronto's crowd is going to be hot. I think they're going to be just over the moon. They don't hate the Street Profits, but I think once the ball starts rolling on this Undisputed Era thing for the night, yeah. I think it's going to be amazing, and Bobby Fish and Kyle are taking those titles. I think this is, uh, I think this is part of the magic of this SummerSlam weekend. I, I, and again, like at WrestleMania, it feels like it's written in stone. You know who's going to walk out the champions. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the time it's like the the you know like the end of a story, like you're closing a book. So we got to finish yeah. this story. Boom, Monday we'll open up new storylines. So 
I think this weekend is so tough to predict, including this match, including the North American one we just talked about. If you're going to drape Undisputed Era in gold, I got to think that means that they're not going to debut at Survivor Series. So that means we're going to keep these all these guys on the roster even longer than we thought. Um, well, and I do think then, like, it to me it makes sense because where they've been their strongest or where they've really shown off or, like, really been, like, where the Undisputed Era... Mm-hmm. is at war games and that's what's next that's what comes after so you've got your august takeover we go nothing september and october november war games boom sign it seal it deliver end of the undisputed era at war games they will lose at war games everything yep they're gonna lose everything in the war games match i think that would be so cool what if they just did a two-hour war games that would be awesome like brand new rules because of the titles, they can do something fun. Any hoozles, uh, they'll they'll you know if they're smart, they'll listen to this and. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's just fun that this weekend is um, for for takeover is uh, like we're gonna get good wrestling, but it's also gonna be really cool to see wrestling. what is in the future for NXT. Like, do the Street Profits officially get their call up because they've been featured so prominently on. Uh, you know Heyman's version of the show uh the dream you know he's he's the champ but you know he's in the commercials now are we really just gonna promote nxt talent on a wwe commercial i i don't know are we really gonna keep undisputed era in nxt for you know that much longer where they win titles and then defend them and then eventually give them up i maybe yeah don't don't go you know there's still the possibility they debut the next night at survivor series uh the way they debuted at nxt is something that can totally work on the main event side but i i just uh, you know we definitely got to jump into the main event here uh nxt championship two out of three falls obviously i'm taking roddy strong obviously i'm taking bobby fish and kyle o'reilly so obviously i'm going johnny gargano main event i'm just kidding adam cole baby he's taking it i'm wearing my adam cole baby t-shirt right now i'm I'm, yeah that was (laughs) I got so I had to take my dog to the vet, and when they give a dog fluids, you know, like a, like an IV drip for a human, um, it doesn't seal up. And they just let it, you know, spill back out. So I got oh. I got water all over my shirt on the way home because my dog oh. cuddled because he was scared. So oh. I got home and I said, you know what, we're talking NXT. I'm gonna put on my baby shirt. Any oh. Um Guess what shirt I have on? Um. Velveteen none. Dream. None. No. No, I got Herbert. my brother's of discussion oh. t-shirt. That's always sitting in the back seat of my car. Um, I think the more interesting conversation for me is going to be uh, fall number three. But, Mike, who are, who are you taking on this two out of three falls match? You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil this weekend for the brothers of discussion faithful. You know, who's gonna, you know what fall number three is going to be, Matt? I'm going to hot tag myself into this one. Fall number three. William Regal is going to enter the match. No, he is going to put (laughs) Tommaso Ciampa in there. Hmm. And make it a triple threat? Yeah. Holy shit. That would be really cool. I did see the suggestion online that um, William Regal is going to come out and suggest a two out of three falls match for the third fall. (laughs) 
thought that was really funny. Oh, no. Uh, no. I forget who said it, and I'd love, I I retweeted them. Uh, I can't remember uh, who, who actually said it, but I, I thought that would be genius. They just go another three follows. It's like when you if... talk to, uh, you know, when you talk to Genie from Aladdin, yeah. your first wish has to be for a million wishes, you know? Exactly. You're just going to stretch it out. Tell me this, though, Matt. Riddle me this. Mine is, I, I would, there would be ectoplasm all over my living room if Champa was fall number three. Like, we'll have a tie. I... We have a one-to-one. Last fall, we'll take the title. But my stipulation is former champion Tommaso Champa. That stadium would erupt. Yeah. But, Matt, if he enters the match, he's winning. So, you can't use that because you have Undisputed Era being draped in gold. So what do you think, realistically, Sir William Regal is going to do with that fall number three? Fuck. Um, man, that was such a good pick. Uh, <laughs> you should have made me go first because my pick's going to be dog shit. It can't be a ladder match because then go they're, they're going to... follow that, bitch. Yeah, uh-huh. they're going to stop <laughs> stop everything. And, uh, all right, stop everything. Get a wire up there. No, 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 no. Go up to the rafters. Somebody get a rope. Tie the title up. Get some ladders out here. Any chain link fence. We're going to build a hell (laughs) in a cell on the fly. Please give us just a few moments. (laughs) That would be funny. Like the fans just aren't surprised there's been a hell in a cell above the ring. They just start pointing. (laughs) That's for something else. It's not. Nope. That's not it. Hell You're wrong. I cannot hell and sell myself. You We're guys do a ignore the man behind the hell in the cell. <laughs> um, what if it's a shark? It, what, mean, if, what if you look above the ring and there's a shark cage and it's Tommaso Champ? <laughs> <laughs> we got to start yeah. selling these shark cage toys. All right, get get Champ up there. That's what I, that's that's what I'll go with. I'll go with the shark cage toy. Somebody has to fight for Champa's love. Um, no, there's nothing I could say to live up to that. So I, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that whatever goes on here, Adam Cole's taking it. Um, I, God damn though, like I, I mean, if it if it has to be Adam Cole taking it, then it has yeah. to be something silly like a no DQ or or it, maybe it'll be like um, Johnny's well, gonna win the street fight. Adam Cole wins the wrestling match because of interference, so William Regal is going to say, you know, something about if there's any interference, then you know you're out of here, Adam. You're 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 bad. You're you're a loser. Uh, so something like that'll happen, uh, but then Adam Cole will still prevail, and we'll have our true champion huh. <laughs> in the middle of the ring, and undisputed era will be victorious. All right. Well. You heard it here. You can skip Saturday because uh, that's what's going to happen. These are a couple of prognosticators over here. Matt, <laughs> before we dive into the biggest party of the summer, you have a brand spanking new game for us. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought it would be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SummerSlam Squabbles. Yeah. SummerSlam Squabbles, Mike, is going to be your opportunity to show off um, how well you can interpret what the words that are coming out of my mouth um (laughs) 
what, what I'm going to do is go through a couple of match previews. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give you years to pick from for these SummerSlam Ooh. matches. And essentially, the previews I'm listing are your clues. So you're going to get a preview of a feud that ended at SummerSlam. And, of course, the year is going to help you try and figure out, you know, who's actually on the WWE roster at the time. Um, and I have a few different ones for you to pick from. Uh, and I thought the easiest one might be if we start with 2018. But uh, if you want to go hard uh, and you want to pick a year, uh, I've got a few listed here to start. So if you want to jump into 2018, I'm going to give you that year. And, of course, I have a couple clues. I'll give you one clue. We'll see if you know what's going on. If you don't, I have clue number two. And then you'll All have right. that opportunity to tell us who you think it is. All right. Give me uh, 2018. 2018. Mike. So we've got two competitors. First competitor set his destructive sights on the WWE Championship, a path that will put him on a collision course with none other than the WWE Champion at SummerSlam. That is clue number one. That's actually a pretty juicy clue. That should have been clue number two. <laughs> I didn't put these in order. Uh, All right. So okay, let me so know if you a, want clue number a, two. It was a WWE title match okay what's clue number two clue number two this is really gonna help you like nail who it is because we're gonna throw a couple names in there of uh who the champion fought so fresh off of his recent title defenses against rusev at extreme rules and shinsuke nakamura in a savage last man standing match at money in the bank this Pro Wrestler continues to ride high as one of the greatest superstars the squared circle has to offer. Mike, that's clue number two. We're talking the 2018. We'll give you some more context here. WWE Championship match. Who was this feud? And including something like that. Oh, shit. Uh. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was 2018's WWE Champion? Yes. Do you want to give a guess on the champion first? Uh, I will guess AJ Styles. Bingo! You got it! All right. So think about... I mean, if I, I shouldn't be get, helping you this much, but, you know, think about AJ's feuds, and we just got Rusev and Nakamura out of the way. Also, can you hear me? Because you're kind of breaking up on my phone. Well, <laughs> no, I, I can hear you. I'm, uh, I'm trying to whittle it down a little bit here. Um, damn, did we get AJ? So you said he, he just finished feuding with Rusev and Nakamura? Yeah, you got it. Uh, wow, AJ had a big SummerSlam match against a guy who beat up Rusev and Nakamura. Nakamura. No. Nak no, 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 no. Oh. Styles, Styles just finished feuding with Rusev and Nakamura. So okay. who's next on the list for AJ Ooh. Styles? 2018. Oh, just one year ago. Okay. By this, at, with I... this amount of time I've given you, you could have Googled it six times. <laughs> that's so... not fun. All right. <laughs> I, know, I know Daniel Bryan was fighting the Miz. I'm going to give you. So that's out. I'm going to give you 10 more seconds. I think Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose were fighting each other. So AJ Styles was feuding against two, Roman Reigns. One, 
Eh. Roman Reigns won the title against Brock Lesnar last year, Mike. Oh, no. Oh, AJ Styles no. was up against Samoa Joe. Oh, he Damn went it. back and forth? I'm... Oh, I see. Damn it. Okay. Wait, what did I just say? Defending the title? Or did I say won the title? Either way. Yeah, AJ beat Samoa Joe. <laughs> he never had the title. All right. So that's round one. Um, I'm so, maybe I need to give better clues because no, now I realized okay. how, how hard this is. Give me another one. Um, Here we go. I'm ready. So you've got 2013, 2014, 1997, oh, and Woo! 2002. Give me 97. 97. All right. On July on the July 7th episode of Raw's War in Edmonton, Alberta. This wrestler was announced as the number one contender for the WWF World Heavyweight title. In an interview with Vince McMahon, the defender, or the number one contender, said that if he did not win the title at SummerSlam, he would not wrestle again on American soil. That's clue number one. Mike, are you prepared to answer what the 1997 match for, is, for the WWF championship was? Is that all the clues? That's the first clue. Okay, give me another clue. The next week, Shawn Michaels, the <laughs> shit, <laughs> the nemesis of the number one contender, requested Vince McMahon to be part of SummerSlam. On the July 21st episode of Raw's War, this wrestler, his brother Owen, <laughs> and the British oh Bulldog, God. challenged three American wrestlers to a flag match. Michaels was announced as a special referee for the main event at SummerSlam. And in response to the announcement, that wrestler, who's the number one contender, attacked Michaels and McMahon. Mike, those are your two clues. So you've got pretty hard and fast who the... <laughs> I think one of them's Bret Hart, man. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You got it. All right. Now, come on. Think, think SummerSlam. the other one is Owen Hart. No. I mean, the Undertaker. I don't know. Is it Stone Cold? No, you got Undertaker. it right. The Undertaker. Yeah, Remember? that's what I said. Yeah, that was... Well, Under, that's not Undertaker. what you said first. I only had to name six guys. All right. Yeah. Best you of named six. two. No, you it's got a, it. Bing, bing. A, let's do it. Ding, 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 ding. Mike got it right after woo. two guesses. No, you you remember The Undertaker? I, I tried to pick, like, huge SummerSlam moments. This is when... You know, there was the chair shot, and then Shawn Michaels had to count for, for Bret Hart. And then that's what started the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels feud. I, I don't know. I, I was I think because in my heart, I wanted it to be the Owen Hart-Bret Hart match for the Intercontinental title. And I don't know. I just, I, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> God damn it. All Do right. you want another? Do you want another one? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be exposed here as a wrestling well, fan. All right. Give me not, 2013. Well, yeah, we're not going to play the SummerSlam game next week. Um, <laughs> all right. 2013. Big year for wrestling. And what, and what has already been one of the better face-versus-face face feuds in recent years, these two wrestlers have been effective in generating interest for this oh year's God. SummerSlam. The match should be excellent. But there are plenty of moving parts that could make it even better. Not only will the special guest referee be... Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is so hard to read. So I'm reading the match previews, and I'm trying to take out names to Hold make on. it harder. Was the guest referee Triple H? 
Yes. Thank God I got one. All right, Daniel Bryan and Cena. Fuck. <laughs> yes, got, got one. Woo! <laughs> All right, what's Maybe the I la- should have done that one first. What's the last one? Was it 2014? Oh my god, I don't know who fought. All right, let me see. We got. You ready? I guess. After an eight-year absence from the WWE, this wrestler made his long-awaited comeback to the company the night after WrestleMania 28. The man that he attacked, um, <laughs> sorry, the man that he attacked clashed uh, again and again. Uh, that that month's Extreme Rules event. Uh, with his opponent at SummerSlam emerging victorious. Fast forward two years later, and the stakes are much higher. That's clue number one. Is it Lesnar and Cena? It is! You got two row! All right. Well, I I do... I don't have to burn all my wrestling shirts. Thank God. You you said you had one more left, but there there was another one from 2002, if you want to touch on that one. Or do you want to... You want to go out on a high... No, I, got two and a half I, can go, I can go three and two instead of 50-50. Here we go. <laughs> All right, 2002, Mike. All right. Another feud heading into SummerSlam was between these two wrestlers. At Vengeance, the first wrestler, we'll call him, returned after being out of wrestling for four years. His opponent was given the choice of deciding between which brand he would appear on, Raw or SmackDown. The first wrestler... Helped him decide by offering to reform their old faction on the Raw brand. That's, I guess I'll stop. I didn't break these up into two clues. So that's clue number one. You could probably do it if, with, with what I've said. Also, I haven't repeated anything I've said. And you don't get to read it. So let me know if I need to repeat anything. First time in four years, huh? Yep. This, was this for a title? No. Okay, what's clue number two? Or I guess clue number three, because he just told me another one. <laughs> uh, the second wrestler chose to go to Raw, but the following night, as the two were looking to connect again in their faction, the second wrestler attacked the first, nailing him with his signature move. Which is? I'm not <laughs> telling you. It actually does say. <laughs> um... Was it Triple H and Shawn Michaels? You got it! Yeah! I'm back! The unsanctioned match! Nice! All right. And and folks, if you're at home screaming, just know that (laughs) the pressure pressure is not on you. So don't... Yeah, this this is hard to do when all I'm doing is talking clues at you. (laughs) You got to figure... All right, so yeah, you went three for two. And I'll say, like, that, that Undertaker one, you were right there. I think you were just... You were too stuck on Owen Hart because I, I mentioned his name. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. I thought it would be Owen. I, I, I made too big a mud pie on Owen. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've we've kind of reminded everybody of some some hot moments from SummerSlam past, do you want to start tackling the yeah the match cards for this year? Uh, SummerSlam future. Yeah. Yay. Uh, Matt, this is maybe one of the most interesting cards i can remember but like uh even the poopoo matches i think i want to watch even the match that got canceled seemingly <laughs> ugh, from SummerSlam, alistair black versus Sami Zayn, which they gave away for free on smackdown this week that would have been a good match i don't know when i'm gonna go pee pee <laughs> i think i'm just gonna have to pee my pants on sunday 
Um, I, yeah, that, I mean, that's probably what I'm going to have to do. So, all right, let's, there. Uh, let's open up with one. I know that it's going to be near and dear to your heart, Matt. Dolph Ziggler is going up against Mr. Kneebar himself, Bill Goldberg. Let uh, me... Yeah. What are the odds that this match goes longer than 30 seconds? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that, Mike, by bringing up BOD podcast at BOD podcast, Mike. I asked everybody for their hot takes, their hot ass take for yeah. SummerSlam. Of course, it's hot ass because it's summer. Uh, I I also asked on Facebook and nobody cooperated. Um, just real quick, we have at Elm Street fan said Charlotte loses big, in in I think he meant in in the women's main event. And we also had Devil Toad 34 say Roman's storyline is the best on TV right now. Uh, wrapping around uh, sort of a non-SummerSlam match. Uh, maybe it'll be formed while we're there. But anyway, Mike, my hot take. Because it's SummerSlam, and I brought up at the beginning of the show, your opinion on SummerSlam is that they usually give the more, like, the hardcore wrestling fan what they want. That's and very I think true. They proved, and they've even mentioned it on TV, how much we hate Goldberg not going away. Mike, my hot-ass take is that Dolph Ziggler is going to reignite his career on Sunday night and take down Goldberg. Somebody's drinking some pink Kool-Aid over there. Woo! Oh, bubba. Um, I, well, I mean, so we got to make this conversation interesting somehow. So, I, yeah, Goldberg's going to win 15 seconds, and then he'll never come back. That'll be fun. I guess ugh. we've what, what they've done recently in pay-per-views is they've they've sprinkled in some, some traditional 20-minute matches, and then they've done a few squashes. It's like they looked at this card and said, well, there isn't really a, a great squash opportunity yeah. Uh, let's have Ziggler lay down for Goldberg. Yeah, I I mean, the other argument, too, is that they don't want Goldberg's legacy to be that Undertaker match, like the, the last thing we see. So this could be just that opportunity where they go, all right, who's the guy that'll flop for anybody? Ziggler? All right, get up there. Yeah, what a Take weird it, spot kid. for Dolph to be in. We got this well, I mean, uh, 50 year old Twitter account. I think he's totally fine with making the money to, to do this. I guess. I mean, he's maybe he's got a comedy tour. He's got a fund or something. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't give a shit. He he'll he'll lose to Goldberg. Um, I guess uh, Matt, what's the dream scenario for you in this match? Oh, uh, Dolph Ziggler winning. Did I not? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Matt Riddle runs out and beats up both of them. Oh and yeah, then, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty tense. And then Booker T comes out for the save, and Riddle puts him in a real armbar and breaks his arm. <laughs> Matt, moving on to the has-been list, uh, Charlotte Flair in a non-title match. We're gonna have three yeah. one-on-one ladies matches here at SummerSlam. She's gonna fight Trish Stratus. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, I. I. I don't. I don't do we need this match i don't know no it kind of feels like charlotte is playing dolph ziggler here um she is great at her job obviously i think i've made it pretty clear i i I love becky lynch way more and i've been saying that since last 
not even this past Money in the Bank, but a year ago Money in the Bank. Anyway, I, I still know that Charlotte is amazing at her job. So her job here is to make Trish look, I don't know, credible as, you know, she, yeah, no, yeah, she could be in the ring. It's okay. She's not going to break a hip or anything. Yeah, I, like, that's her job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who this is for. It's not like we were all screaming to see Trish Stratus again. And I, you know, we have the WWE network, so we don't have to do stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Somebody's got to email us or send us a DM on Twitter. Please tell me if you wanted to see Trish Stratus fight. Like, what? what's the motivation behind that? Because she's not the same. She, we have other people on the roster that have been fighting for a long time and are probably even better than Trish was in, was in her prime. And I, I have no qualms about saying that. I think that's pretty obvious looking at this roster. So what is it about seeing Trish 10 years, 15 years after her prime that does I, it for you? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Um, I mean, like this past, uh, was it Monday? We had um, the, the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Tag Team Championships. And it's like, oh shit, I forgot some of those women are even on the roster because we, we barely have, you know, the ability to make time for them. Um, so I, I don't think we necessarily needed to have another, you know, legend out there. I, I, I don't know. We have, we have people who, who are currently employed who could use that TV time. And I, I, I don't know. I, I wish they could find a way to just, you know, get, get some feuds over for the, you know, the actual full-time wrestlers instead of having to dedicate another segment to another, you know, Hall of Famer, like, like, you know, like Goldberg. Yeah. Want to do uh, a quick pick on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Trish. Charlotte Flair. Wow. <laughs> really? You're picking Trish? Yeah. <laughs> Why? You psychopath? You I thought we were both going to... Psycho? Uh, I, I don't know. Why did... <laughs> Why'd they bring her over if she's just going to lose? Because that... they're worried that people aren't going to watch SummerSlam. She's not what? doing anything. Come on. Charlotte all the way. What? No, yeah. this is Trish. Well, I did three-second picks, so we're done now. Uh, you're, you're crazy, Pants McGee. All right, next match on the list. Um, and I'm going to tell. I'm gonna warn you right now, Mike. If you're looking at our list, um, the match after the one we're talking about right now is not the match we're going to talk about next. Because... That I think we should save for last or near the end because I'm so excited for that match. Any whoozles, AJ Styles uh, <laughs> defending the United States Championship to Ricochet. Mike, it is not the time for AJ to lose that U.S. Championship. It no. is not the time uh, for the original club to lose any belts. Mike, uh, it's this club has to be built up. I think we were so far removed from like a relevant faction and we see we just spent our entire NXT segment of me spewing all of my Undisputed Era love, those factions do some real good for uh, the bottom dollar and for some interesting TV. So, Mike, hands down for me, AJ Styles is taking this one over poor little Ricochet. Yeah, it's kind of weird that he's got to be the little sacrificial lamb here to help get the OC over because we know it, it damn sure wasn't going to be uh, the goddamn degeneration x because you know they they desperately need to get over um <laughs> so yeah I, you know sorry ricochet it's it's gonna happen bud um i don't know Aww. i'm gonna picture you just rubbing his head when you said that 
I mean, yeah, if we're both going AJ Styles on this, we don't have too much to dissect, but obviously the main game here is to keep building up the original club. And I I, I do really like those t-shirts, so I might be walking around soon with a yellow t-shirt on Mondays and then an OC club uh, or an OC shirt on Tuesdays and then just have to run down to the washing machine, clean well, the me, suckers up, yeah, wear them again me, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Let me Saturday, ask you this then. Uh, <laughs> what the hell are we going to do with Ricochet here? Mike, so he's, he's... He's going to lose... He's already lost to AJ. That's why AJ has that belt. So Mike, he's a, he's a young 38-year-old man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How old is Ricochet? I always feel like uh, I always get fooled when we have guys in NXT and then they're actually 1,000 years old. Um, uh, I guess... Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, does this feud extend beyond SummerSlam? Okay, he's 30. Um, no, I, I think I think uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna have to start building something bigger for uh, for the OC. Uh, and I'm sorry, Ricochet is great. I, we both love Ricochet to death. But yeah, that's have, not where. Yeah. yeah, that's that's not where it ends for for AJ and and the club. So I. I Something bigger has to happen. Something, some main event storyline. Something where they can take, you know, do another main event storyline that's not wrapped around the WWE or the Universal title. I think that is is definitely got to be number one on the, on the priority list uh, for the WWE, their creative team, and whatever we want to pretend Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are doing as employees. Um, but yeah, that, that I mean, that's where my head's at. Well, it sounds like, you know, based on the, the silly old dirt sheets that float around that Heyman likes Ricochet, so I I, I, I thought that meant that he was going to, you know, get some sort of push, but I don't think it's going to come at, you know, AJ's expense, especially if we're starting to sell these OC t-shirts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's way too early to start seeing that, like, <laughs> already fall off a cliff. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Man, it's just, oh, God. I don't know. It just bums me out because I was thinking about the next T-shirt I want to buy, and it's going to be heavy machinery. And ever since they had that, you know, showing in the SmackDown tag team title match, they've been off the map. Yeah, which <sighs> it happens. Um, you just got to hope that it comes back. Uh, but obviously they're not, you know, they're not here to make us just you and I happy. So I know nobody else likes them. It's it's tough. So you're taking AJ too. So let's uh, let's move on to good old KO. <laughs> what else are we gonna say? Uh, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon going at it. Mike, I'm gonna give you the play-by-play on how this is gonna go down, and I'm gonna be a happy camper after SummerSlam. Uh, I, I think our big worry a few months ago is that Shane McMahon was gonna be fighting uh, Kofi Kingston for the championship. That didn't happen. So yay for us. Uh, and Kevin Owens is becoming the new Stone Cold. So I think what's going to happen here is KO is going to pretend there's just no way he can get over the best in the world. Best in the world is going to get cocky, Mike. He's going to get cocky, and he's going to say, you know what, Kevin? You wanted me to put my career on the line? I'm going to do it because I'm better than you. And that's when KO wakes up. He was playing possum the whole time. Beats Shane McMahon. Boom, we never see him again. You know, except for, like, GM and stuff. Um, 
And that'll be the end. That'll be a great cap to the old uh, Best in the World storyline because I don't need to see him fight The Miz. I don't need to see him fight anybody past uh, Kevin Owens. I don't need to see him fight again because he's not a pro wrestler. He's not that great. He can't do punches. And there's a billion guys on this roster. So... <laughs> it's, uh, so does this, does this match end clean? Or is it going to end with violence? Because in some capacity, are we getting like... Uh, you know, Elias interfering or Oh, most definitely. I and I think they're all gonna attack Kevin Owens before the match even starts, and that's where the cockiness is gonna come from from Shane McMahon. But mark my words. That is how that match is going down. I I hope I hope that this is just a vehicle to get Shane off of T V. Uh if they're if SummerSlam is really gonna live up to the way I build it up, that it's, you know, for the the full time fans who are, you know, a couple years into their WWE subscriptions and have, you know what, I'm canceling. And then there they are next month, just like me. If if they're really going to help, you know, me feel good about my monthly $9.99, please, get Shane off of TV. I, nobody's going to miss him. We're, we're good. Yeah. We got enough effing guys to handle the show. We'll be fine. So I, I, I hope, I hope, please, Kevin win man i i don't know about the uh like what opportunity would it be for for shane to like um you know put his career on the line too what would that take is that going to happen well that's that's what yeah that's what i'm saying is gonna happen kevin asked for it on smackdown and shane just kind of went why would i do that stupid um so i kind of feel like shane's just gonna hit that point where he's like you know what fuck you i'm gonna beat you of course i'm putting my career on the line Oh, like you know, it'll, okay. it'll, it yeah. gets into his head that he is the best in the world. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's actually a fun way to play that, where he is the um, mastermind behind his own demise, kind of thing. <clears throat> I'm just excited if if that happens, like to go a pay per view without having to talk about Shane McMahon. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <sighs> Yeah. So moving on to Bailey and Ember Boone, Bailey champ, defending that SmackDown Women's Championship. Mike, that's your girl, Ember. I know they just haven't built her up, and I, I I'm bummed. Like I'm not even excited for this match because she it doesn't. They haven't booked her to a point where it feels like she's gonna win. You know what I mean? I'm taking Ember Moon on this one, Whoa. no doubt in my mind. <laughs> Whoa! No, no, no I, I'm kidding. I, okay. I'm taking Bailey. This is. This was another one where it's it's like the writers went, well, we'll give we'll give her a match, but you know, like it's enough that Ember was in this conversation, and then maybe we can talk about something later. I I don't know I I don't know where you go from here with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I uh I and I'm so confused as to who's on which brand. To be completely honest with you, so it's hard to talk about, but. I mean, you've still got Carmella out there that is probably ready to do some wrestling again. So, and I, I really like Carmella too. I think she's her being well, a face helping out our truth. It's been cute, but she's got such a bite to her promos that I think they're they're missing that right now. Especially watching Bailey and Ember Moon just go with a promo list feud, so that neither one of them has to look like a doofus. Uh, yeah. It's. 
I don't know what it is. They, they're they not really giving them great material because we know how, now we know for a fact how overproduced these shows are. And so they're kind of left out there to dry, both of them. Yeah. Um, and not only has Umber been losing matches recently, uh, you know, she lost to Natty. Uh, God, last week she lost to Alexa. Um, in addition to that, when she was getting beat up by Natty, the only person to come and rescue her was Bailey. So, I, even if Ember wins, it's kind of, you know, collectively, I think the people in attendance are going to kind of have a, huh? Like, you, you yeah. haven't made her look like a champion. You just kind of made it, you know, like the rotating chairs. Like, oh, now it's your turn to, you know, be at the, the pay-per-view. Uh, it, I just can't believe, like, how many great matches she had against Shayna and how she gets treated now. It's such a such a 180 booking wise it's 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 nuts and this this does not look like a spot where she's going to turn it around unless oof, I, I i i i'm not creative enough to have a one night magical run for ember moon they they have destroyed her almost to the point where she could never win like what a lot of lost credibility there so it it bums me out I, this is the match I, I take it back. This is probably the match I want to. I can go to the bathroom too. Aww. And it's just because of the way they booked my poor Ember. I love Ember. I probably would have bought a shirt. Well, um, remember too, they're heading into the fall, so there's there's got to be some you know some thinking going ahead that you could have Charlotte now beating Trish in my head, and that's what's happening in my game here. And then uh, she's back in that title conversation with Bailey right away. So. That seems to be something that, you know, could could last through December into the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. some kind of feud like that. So I, I that that's where my head goes. I I don't know if you want Ember holding the title when it, it really turns into this game of like, all right, shit, now AEW's on T V and we've got one of our champions can't hold the microphone for more than yeah. a minute. I you know what? Because let's do this. Like the next match is what I want to talk about is Becky versus Natalia for the the Raw yeah. Women's Championship. Yeah. And I think this is a real nothing match also because I don't see any chance in hell of Natalia defeating Becky. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'd go as far as to book Becky all the way to WrestleMania. Um, and I think Ronda Rousey's winning the Royal Rumble. That'd be pretty cool. Um, yep. I wouldn't complain about that. Because um, that's how you have Becky Lynch. That's when we're like, okay, she can lose the title. She held it for a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, uh, like, SummerSlam, as far as it kind of catering to, um, you know, like, fans like us, fans, you know, who put podcasts together or even listen to podcasts like this, I think you could have really... I, I would have had a more vested interest if you just swapped uh, the number one contenders. Like, Becky versus Ember. I would have loved to see Becky get Ember over because Becky is one of the better uh, talkers in the women's division. So I think yep. she could have really held Ember's hand through that whole engagement and then additionally uh, to see like you know natty with her upbringing in the you know the heart dungeon versus you know bailey who's like the the prodigy of nxt you know they they really pet themselves on the back for building her up i think that would have been a more interesting feud for me um to see those two go at it uh you know kind of the the person natty kind of leaning on um lineage you know nepotism and then Bailey kind of being the plucky, you know, uh, you know, one of a kind, you know, uh, wrestling unicorn 
because um, she's she's not able to lean on that. She's kind of a you know from the ground up. That's that's all Bailey's hard work. So that would that would have been a, a feud I could sell and buy into. But I think the way they did it now, it, it just looks like the four horsewomen are gonna you know come out on top. The Bailey and Beck here. I don't like. It doesn't feel like those two outcomes are really in question. Yeah, and another thing we got to look out for too is whenever uh, Rhonda and her buddies get called up, and then event, you know, we're gonna get the four horsewomen going up against each other. So there, there's, there's probably a good deal of work that needs to be done to build up both sides. Yeah. Uh, to make sure they look strong, and I think if we look back, Mike, and and look at the products that the WWE would say they built compared to products that come into their their. Um, you know, I, I guess come back into their programming. So you'd, you'd pretty much look at Ronda and, uh, and Shayna and what's going on in NXT versus the four horsewomen of, of the WWE. They should go over. So they're going to just keep building them up as the superstars uh, to the UFC challengers. Uh, just going right. back to like that idea of DX taking down the OC. Um but yeah, I, I agree with you. Short short story here. Becky Lynch is going over Natty and submission match. I don't know. I I guess that just means Natalia gets to do the one move she makes look okay. So there's that. Alright. I feel good about that. Yeah, I you're right. <laughs> and you know what you know what stinks too is they've booked it in such Oof. a way where, you know, we've had Sasha Banks not on T V for a while. Like Yeah. Her return wouldn't even feel good because that would mean she's interfering in the Bailey match, and that's the only way Amber wins. <laughs> uh, just another way uh, to knock Amber down a peg, like she can't win without interference. So I don't know. I I'd be okay with that. Uh, I that's know. not so I... bad for Amber. The the bad thing for Amber is when she's on TV. So every time she's on TV. <laughs> she does oh i should say when she's delivering promos um that's what hurts ember moon and i just i think a lot of these ladies are comparable in regards to skill set i just don't see the point in forcing an ember moon when there are some ladies who are a little bit better on the mic and a little more throw a little bit more passion when they're on there uh that's that's my thing um and if if sasha comes back and we can have a champion in Ember and have another legitimate feud outside of that. Hey, all gravy's there. Plus, I think the way that you mentioned it, too, it would be a heel Sasha. So I think all the Sasha slappies would be thrilled with that. I, I That sounds like a win-win-win-win-win. But moving on. Uh, <laughs> Mike, who's winning uh, Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton? I, uh, I got to think it's going to be Kofi. Um, I think I think for this match, it's the real victory is that I'm interested in a Randy Orton feud. Yeah, I don't first think time in forever. Yeah, we haven't had that in for the first time. In I don't know. Keep talking. Definitely since we've been doing this show, I think I think uh, we felt good about him. Um, man, you're Sorry, really loud. Too distracting. Yeah, it was really loud. Um. No, I, I, uh, I, man, I, I lost my train of thought. I was no, Randy say, Orton, uh, like, has been such a turd sandwich for us. And we've got Chris M., who loves himself, some Randy Orton, who's on our Facebook group. So, Chris, if you're listening, it's for you, dog. Um, 
Randy's pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> he, he has not come out with a lot of bite to his promos. Uh, but for this, I feel like he was so on board with this Kofi uh, winning the championship that now, even though like I think this is Kofi going over Randy, so there's my pick, I think Randy is so on board with the storyline that he came into it with like, man, I'm going to... I'm going to fucking nail this. Like, I, I feel like he's been so far out of a, of a situation that he was motivated to be Randy Orton for for how long? Even including, like, that Bray Wyatt feud for the championship at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, even that stuff wasn't enough to, to light the fire underneath him. Uh, but this is where it's at for Randy. I, I, a couple of guys that have been wrestling together forever. And now he gets to kind of just build up Kofi one more time. I think the only argument for Kofi to lose to Randy would be to pump, you know, going back to Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street, but Randy's got to pump up those numbers to make the next uh, feud with, with John Cena a little bit, <laughs> a little bit juicier uh, if they want to throw a title in there. But that's not happening. Kofi's winning. Yeah, I, I Did don't I give think you enough this... time to think to come back to your thought? No, it didn't. <laughs> okay. I'll never come back. Uh, I don't think that we're ever gonna see. God damn you, Matt. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe that's what I was going to touch on. Like, even when he was with Bray, I think there were little, there were little, just little hints that we were like, well, maybe I could get on board with this, you know? Um, and then they had that goofy match where they were, you know, shooting cartoon worms onto the, uh, you know, digitally projecting worms onto the ring mat. Oh, yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, I, I'm pumped for this one because, you know, we talked about it the past couple of weeks where it seems like Randy is, is visibly excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that this is going to be a spot where Randy wins, and that's nope. that's good. He's just there, at, I hope, at this point to help get over Kofi, who he's had victories. Um, ideally, I would like to see him have a longer feud so that he has, like, yeah, remember... Remember Kofi had that great feud against so and so, and not just like a one-off, you know, paper feud thing. Yeah. Which is what it feels like he's had, you know, kind of so far. We haven't we haven't had anything elongated. So this is the first time in a I will in forever that I've ever said this, and probably will ever say again. I want to see Randy Orton feud for the WWE Championship for a little while. I want to see him and Kofi do battle. Wow. It brings well, me pleasure. Mike, you're probably giving something Chris M to pleasure himself to. <laughs> so I <laughs> I won't go that far. I, this does feel like a one-off to me. I feel like Kofi's doing like a tour around uh, the WWE roster uh, to kind of like, hey, I've been doing this forever. Who else wants a WWE championship match? That's behind-the-scenes conversation. But that's, that's what it kind of feels like to me. So I, I'm going to stick with Kofi, and I'm going to say – that's it for Randy, but you make a great point. Like, if it was Randy, I wouldn't mind that at all. So, Universal Championship match, Mike. Brock Lesnar <sighs> against Seth Rollins, who's doing quite a bit of damage to his uh, online persona. Um, as much as we wanted him to win at the Royal Rumble, man, he's, at some point, I'm, I'm cool with him being cocky, but... He's just getting kind of whiny now and kind of just want him to STFU at some point uh, so we can get back on the Seth Rollins train. Because right now, 
Mike, I, I don't know if Seth holding the title. Like, when we wanted Roman to win last year, that was best just to stick with the brand. That was best for business. I don't know if Seth winning at SummerSlam is best for business at this point. I, I feel like we've got to just have Brock hold on to it and give Roman another shot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think it's another um, instance where they've, they've kind of messed up the booking a little bit, and it, I should not be sick of seeing Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they and I think, him, I think they part of it, too, to is the inevitability of him losing to Lesnar. I, I don't think Lesnar is going to be the one to play hot potato with the belt. So it's almost like you just want this feud to, you know, like be at its completion. You don't want to have to sit there to, you know, watch, you know, Brock, you know, be the poster boy on the WWE Network for another six months. <laughs> um, so I, I, I just, I wish we hadn't even gotten to this point. I know Brock had to win a Money in the Bank match that he wasn't even a part of, yeah. um, and then cash in. It just. I don't know. This, I know we're going to get a good fight because Rollins is really good at selling, and I think Brock has an affinity for Seth Rollins, so he's going to make Seth look good even when he wins. But I noticed what you're doing, Matt. You're saving the match we're most excited about for last. And so this is not this is not it. I, I It's going to be violent. It's going to be fun. I think there's going to be some instances where you're like, oh, my God, maybe Seth's actually going to win. Probably not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm gonna be there. I'm, they they give Brock his credit, Matt. He he knows how to put in that that little sneaking bit of doubt. You know, like when he was fighting Daniel Bryan, when he was fighting AJ Styles, and when he was fighting Finn Balor. Ah, uh... Segway. Um, yeah, I think it's the match. If yeah, you've been watching WWE, world. this is this is what you're excited to see. Is you finally. The return of Bray Wyatt to the ring. God, I can't wait till they make a Funko Pop. Um, I'm going to be all over that. Um, man, I got a hot tag question for you. This Slap is going to be all about the entrance. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. all about the entrance, right? Uh, we want to see what if, kind of... If the demon comes out? Ooh. Is that what you're saying? No. Doesn't sound like that's a Well, I wasn't even necessarily saying that. Um... It's just, how long is a Fiend match supposed to run? Is this supposed to be a squash where we see regular Finn Balor out there get, you know, destroyed? Or, you know, do we get a competitive 20-minute match? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say, the, to answer your question, and everybody's favorite way to do it, is by asking another question. Ooh, um, which, yeah. I mean... I think the more important thing is, um, are you okay with that, with it being a squash? And my answer to that is, yeah. And that's why it absolutely can't be the demon, but it 100% can be a squash. I think we're trying to build up, like, what was one of the more fun movies uh, of the past few years. Not, not, of course, the sequel, but Split. Uh, and seeing like what a man can turn into when he's convinced that he is a stronger being, you know? So we always have this issue where we recreate a character and we're like, oh, that, that's just, that's just Luke Gallows again. That's not, 
That's <laughs> Festus. <laughs> if Festus wasn't any good, why is Luke Gallows going to be any good? But this is now this psychological aspect to it where we're taking it a whole nother step where he's not Bray Wyatt anymore. He's he's transformed into a completely different person. And for this new persona to mean anything, it's got to be a squash. So this is where you were looking for a squash like the Goldberg and Ziggler match. I thousand percent think this has to be a squash on Finn, not on the demon. Maybe you can do right. the demon later, but... On Finn Balor, squash. He's going on vacation. We all know it. It's been in the rumor mill or whatever for weeks or months, whatever you want to, however long it's been in there. So send him off on his merry little way. He can come back and challenge Bray later. It feels like it could write itself. You know, Finn comes out first. Uh, The Fiend just kind of comes out from under the ring or something. Uh, Destroys Finn in a few minutes. And then we're all just sitting there stunned. Um, yeah. Is that is that is that what we're gonna get? And is that enough for you? Oh, that is absolutely what I want, and I would be um, making a mess in my living room if that did happen. If anything but that happens, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a twisted tummy. I feel like like if I have to watch the fiends struggle to win. That just doesn't even seem to fit his mysterious character. Like, right. even when Demon Balor comes out, it's kind of like he's invincible, you know? Like, I think The Fiend has to be at that point. So if he's not fighting Demon Balor, which he absolutely should not, that's my official opinion on that. <laughs> no, he, he can't. He, he can't. can't. He needs like, to get too physical in a match. Yeah, this just needs to be a couple moves. So how do you feel about this? Because it, it doesn't feel, I don't think, that this is going to be a one-off match, that this feud's going to extend for a little while. If Bray Wyatt just squashes him, does that mean that what we're going to get is Finn Balor eventually in the demon makeup? And if so... Somewhere how, down the line. Yeah, how, how would you book that? I mean, because you don't want either of those personas to lose. Well, I mean, that's a WrestleMania, you know, match. That's something where you don't need a championship in there. Um, I don't know. There's so many different ways to dissect it. But I think think it just depends on where everybody's trending kind of thing. If Bray's blowing up as the Fiend, I don't know how you play with that um, or how you mess with that formula. I, I just... You know, we talked about Ember Moon. Um, Bray Wyatt's done the work to make sure that what his storyline is, what his storyline is, his promos are, that it is the most interesting thing on television right now, uh, or for for pro wrestling. So, we know he's also formidable. Uh, he can do enough in the ring when he's not injured, which seems to happen a lot. Um, but w- when all that work's being put in and we're all behind it, I think you just got to reward the guy. And eventually, if Demon Balor wants to come up and challenge him and and Bray's still nailing it, I'm sorry. Demon Balor goes down. Man. Like, what's more important at that point? I don't. I think it's hard to answer right now because we don't know what the... If The Fiend is lost, you know, he's he's gone into a feud with Brock Lesnar and he got destroyed... And then we just go, well, look how long he lasted, though. <laughs> Good old fiend. He lasted five, 
seconds longer than Finn Balor, and then that's how they challenge each other. I don't know. Something dumb like... So if that happens, you know, then the demon Balor should win. But I'm hoping it's not, so my initial... My instinct is Fiend all the way. Yeah, at least at the show, Fiend all the way. Um, and then... Oh, man. Are you making drinks over there? Yeah. Oh, I'm just uh, finishing one up. Yeah, and then uh, further down the road... Uh, you know, it's just fun to think of the possibilities. I, I don't. I would like to see Brock's face if he had to ever, ever fight Bray Wyatt like that. But uh, we're not going to get that tonight uh, or on Sunday. We're going to get just a little, a little tease. So, Matt, I guess last question about that match: Where would you book it on the card? Like in terms of <laughs> where, like, where would I book it? It'd be the main event, last match, bingo, bingo. Where's WWE going to book it? Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, well, let's see here. I think it could be pretty close to the end because I think they want people to tune in. Um, yeah. That's going to be something we all want to see. That's that's definitely something I can imagine after a Becky Lynch-Natalia match, um, but before Kofi or before Brock Lesnar. like something. It's going to be short, so we're not going to be exhausted from it. At least the way I'm predicting it. It's going to be short. So it's not something where if you book it, and now it's like, oh, we just went 50 minutes cheering for that. Now we got to watch you know, this other match for 50 minutes. Nope. I think we're looking at a short Becky Lynch match and a short Fiend match leading into you know Lesnar and Seth. I think that's one question, because I know we're, we're wrapping up here. One question we didn't answer, and it's because they've, they've done such a good job recently. Um, they've like opened shows with Lesnar. So it kind of removes that opportunity for you to kind of be bummed out because, you know, Brock gets to squash somebody else. Yeah. Um, so what's going to, if if you had to take a guess, you know, based on how WWE's treated their big pay-per-views recently, what is going to pull the curtain? Hmm. Well, I mean, we've been programmed to think one thing for such a long time. Like, uh, I can imagine, like couple years ago it, it could have been aj styles and ricochet um well maybe they get i don't know didn't we get shane mcmahon to start a pay-per-view a little while back we got that out of the way so maybe it's you know kevin owens and shane i don't know it, it's so tough to say and all these matches are so great or at least they can be so it's it's hard to say this one should pull the curtain um or, you know, doesn't deserve, like, main event status. Except for Shane McMahon. Like, that match just shouldn't exist. So I'll stick with that answer and just say, let's get that out of the way. All right. You heard it here first. Well, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I have no opinion on the matter. Oh, just, my God. I just wanted to hear what you hey, had to man, say, man. Uh, what's pulling the curtain? I don't know. Well, me neither. Yeah, all right. We're all think, in the same spot. <laughs> I think all the wrestlers will come out and shake hands. Oh, wow. And a show like of unity. Uh, uh, first match, I, I would like to see Brock and Seth. I like getting that out of the way. Um, it's probably gonna be AJ and Ricochet. No, I take that back. It's gonna be Goldberg and Ziggler, because Goldberg's probably gotta go. If it's The Fiend, do you watch the rest of the show? Man, what if he's under the ring? You're not supposed to ask really hard questions. What if he's under the ring and they don't want him there, you know, all night, so they just get that out of the way? What if, what if he, it's in the pre-show? What if he doesn't want to be there all night? 
<laughs> and he just Did like, you think he's... of that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say well, I'm gonna say Dolph opens the show. I think that'll kind of get people out of their seats a little bit. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. And uh, so it'll be a short match, it. but there'll be some you know pomp and circumstance that we got to get through. And Dolph kind of you know dancing around and making fun of Goldberg before he gets you know squashed <laughs> into oblivion. Yep. Well, so, I, I'm, yeah. with that, I think what we've we've definitely uh, will agree on here is that this is going to be a hell of a weekend because there there aren't a lot of matches here that we could really look at, um, including Takeover. We're just like I don't really care. There's a couple of them, not a lot. So we're gonna have two straight days of some amazing wrestling. So I, I'm gonna ask everybody again to go to at BOD Podcast on Twitter and find our live wrestling discussion group on Facebook. It's hosted by the Brothers of Discussion, so it'll be easy to find. Uh, but head over there for all of our conversations. We love interacting with everybody. Uh, we do our best to make you all giggle throughout, uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown, so it's even more fun during SummerSlam and uh, through NXT TakeOver. So join us. We're going to be having fun. We want you to have fun, too. Uh, Mike, anything you want to throw out to the Brothers of Discussion faithful before we sign off? Right off into the sunset? Um... Uh... I think just to thank you because, again, we've been really impressed with uh, the interactions on Facebook. Um, we're having a lot of fun on Twitter. It's um, really blowing up. Yeah, and uh, we're, just, we're just excited to do more. And uh, we're excited to, again, be there live with us this weekend. And then, uh, you know, we'll be shooting a new episode next Wednesday. Do all the, uh, the follow-up. See the fallout on Monday and Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, just be there for more fun content. This is a great weekend, man. I love it. Love it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We're coming. Bye.